Everyone, good morning. I want to welcome you once again to Toronto City Church and to our online worship experience. Wherever you're tuning in from, whether you're part of the TCC family, whether you're uh, a guest with us, thank you for being here today. Thank you for continuing to journey with us through this crazy season. Um, man, there's just there's so much. God's been doing so much, though, and we have so much to be thankful for. Amen? Come on, even in the midst of all the challenges, all that's going on around us, there is so much that we have to be thankful for. And just, I encourage you, even today, take, take some time and just remember the goodness of God. Remember all that you have to be thankful for in this time and in this season. I'm excited today. We're going to be starting a new series. But before I launch into that, I want to take a moment to say thank you to every single one of you who were part of our legacy offering and really what we did all for the past four to five weeks around legacy. I'm just so thankful for the way our church family rallied. I'm so thankful for every person, whatever the amount was that sowed into it, all of you who've made pledges. Thank you for participating. Thank you for joining your faith together, putting your action in, and we're really excited. We're going to be sending out some exact details to you via email just to give you a report of what's happened and how we're going to move things forward. But once again, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving and being involved. And here's the deal. Even if you missed last week, you didn't get a chance to get your legacy offering in yet, you can still contribute. You can still get it in. Just contact us here at TCC and, and let us know you want to be involved and we will get you connected in, we'll get you on board. So today I want to start a new series, as I mentioned, and it's what we're going to be focusing on over the next three weeks, really through the end of the month, and it is entitled Abba. Abba, this is our series and this is our focus. Now Abba, if you look at it, it's a word that's used in the scriptures or is used in the Bible to describe Father. It's so it's, it's Hebrew or in Aramaic, they would use this word. It's the word for father. But it's an interesting word because it's the word for father where it speaks of an intimate or a close relationship. In other words, many commentators have actually said that Abba could be translated almost as daddy. It's like what a child would call their father. So sometimes, you know, the word father can be quite distant. Well, that's my father. But, you know, if a child runs up and says daddy, there's something very close, very connected, very intimate about that. That is what we want to talk about is we want to talk about this relationship with not just knowing God as a distant father, but really knowing him as a son or a daughter knowing him uh, like a child does as our daddy. And so that's where we want to focus on and where we want to go. You know, this year, uh, man, like the last 12, 14, I guess you could say 15 months, man, it has been intense, hasn't it? I mean, on so many levels, it has been intense. And I just, even over the last few weeks, looking in my life, talking with people, there's definitely uh, fatigue that's there. There is definitely frustration that can be there, disappointments, battles, or challenges. And, you know, this is kind of the ongoing thing that's happening. And even as things are beginning to reopen, I think we're also seeing and finding that a lot of the damage of the last 15 months is starting to show up more and more as well. So it's in the middle of all this, and I was really seeking God, and I was saying, Lord, okay, where do you want us to head next? You know, I think we've had a great run so far this year. We've dealt with some really important topics. And obviously, I, I, I'm so thankful for what God did in Legacy. I, I was so uh, impacted myself just preparing and preaching on, on the power of legacy and leaving a legacy for the next generation. But I was asked, Lord, I say, okay, Lord, where do we go next? And I really felt God just put this in my heart. 
He said, this month, I want you just to really take some time to focus once again on the foundational truth that I'm your father and that I love you and that you would take people just back to this truth of being able to rest in their relationship with me, rest in, in the love that I have for them and be secure in that place. And so there's, there's a lot. We're going to talk about that today, once again, to lead to a foundation. But I just felt like in this season, God said, remind my kids that I'm their father. Remind my kids that I love them. Remind my kids that I want to call them deeper into relationship with me. Because in the middle of a world around us where all kinds of things are happening, in a world around us where many things are falling apart, there's battles, there's challenges, the safe place for every single one is home for every single one is when we're with our Father. And I believe the Lord just wants to, during this time, call us back to that. And so here's my encouragement. I'm going to pray. But let's not, let's really commit ourselves over the next three weeks. Let's not just treat this as a theological discussion about the fatherhood of God. Let's not just treat, uh, treat it as, you know, well, it's going to be some nice teaching. I'm going to get some scriptures, some verses, some nice notes. But I really want us to set our hearts during this time to say, Lord, I want to grow deeper in this. Like, Lord, touch my heart. Do a work in my heart. Because if we ask him to do that, he'll do it. If we expect him to do it, he'll do it. And I know it's still a little different. It's, it's easier sometimes to preach on these types of things when we're all together physically and we can do, you know, ministry times and altar times. And yeah, it's a little different when, you know, I'm here on your screen and you're wherever you are at home or in your car. But the same Holy Spirit that is with us when we're present physically is the same Holy Spirit that's with you and in you right now. And so, so believe that God's going to do a work. That's what I'm believing. I'm believing over this month, God's going to do a work in my heart that I'm going to go to even deeper revelation of him as father. I'm going to even grow, I'm going to grow to an even deeper place of sonship in him. And I want to encourage you to join me in believing the same thing. So can we pray together with that in mind? And what I want to ask you to do is wherever you are right now, I want you to put yourself in a position to receive whatever that looks like for you. You know, I can just be maybe closing your eyes, holding out your hands like you're going to receive something. I don't know. Maybe you want to be radical. Just get on your knees wherever you are. You know, get on the knees in the middle of your living room floor. Whatever works for you. But let's pray together with a real expectation that the Holy Spirit's going to move in us this month. Amen? Amen. So, Father, we come before you right now in Jesus' name. And even as I start my prayer with Father, because Jesus, that's what you taught us to pray. Our Father who art in heaven. Lord, I ask as we focus this month on your fatherhood, we focus this month on your father heart and your love for us, I pray that each one of us will not just get head information, but there will be true revelation and there will be true transformation. We're not just looking for a feeling or a goosebump, but a true deep work inside of each one of us because all of us need to grow deeper in our revelation of your fatherhood in our lives. And so we just set our hearts to receive from you. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for uh, ministering to us. And I just thank you even now, Lord. I, I, I've sensed the Holy Spirit just even this moment. I thank you for just that. The Holy Spirit, one of your things is you came is to reveal Jesus and to reveal the Father. And I just thank you. There's some people right now, that, just, that peace of God is just surrounding you and wrapping you. The love of God is just descending on you right now because there's been so much going on. You feel like your mind's going a million, like a million miles a minute. Just, 
crying and there's stress. And, and right now, the, the, the father just comes in. And he's just saying, come on, let's stop. Slow down. Just, just, I got some things I want to impart to you. Receive from me. And so we just set our hearts to receive from you in Jesus' name. Never agree with me, said. Amen. So let's talk about the Father heart of God. Let's talk about Abba today. You know, someone might be listening and you're genuinely going, well, what's, what's the big deal? Like, you know, or, or maybe you're sitting there trying to figure out like, well, what exactly are you going to preach about for the next three, or three weeks? So, you know, God is our Father. Like, what are you really going to talk about? But here's what I want you to get. I believe, I've come to believe after 20 years of pastoring, you know, even more years of being a Christian, I've come to believe that one of the most important revelations that any one of us can get and continue to grow in is that of God as our Father. But I use the word Abba very specifically, just like the Apostle Paul used in Romans 8, which we're going to go there in a bit. Abba, because Father can mean so many different things to so many different people, and it actually can have very negative connotations for some people, uh, especially in their subconscious because of what they've been through. But, but it's so important that we receive we walk in and we continually grow in our revelation of God as our Father and of His unconditional love for us. Here, let me explain what I mean. Uh, there's some key revelations that every believer or follower of Jesus needs to have. Number one is receiving a revelation of Jesus as our Savior and our Lord. Right now, when we receive Him as Savior, that's how we enter the kingdom. Jesus says you can't enter the kingdom unless you're born again. How are you born again? You know, we talk about this a lot, obviously. You commit your life to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes to indwell you, you are transformed, you are renewed, you have received him as Savior, and you enter into life into the kingdom. But there's a second part to that, because the Bible uses the word Savior 70, 80 times, I have my numbers exactly, but it uses the word Lord over 4,000 times. And so there's this element of learning to receive Jesus as our Lord, which means you gave me salvation, but I'm giving you my life. And I'm following with everything I've had. And a lot of believers have never embraced lordship. And because they've never embraced lordship, they get stuck. You know, a lot of people are like, well, I'm just not growing spiritually. I'm not growing, you know, I, I need to go to a new church or I need to do this or do that. You know, changing your outward circumstance if you're not embracing the lordship of Jesus is just going to, it's going to change the scenery for you, but ultimately you're going to end up right back at the same place because it's not about changing something on the outside. It's what God wants to do on the inside. So often we're trying to find outward, uh, and I'm talking to somebody today on something here. We're trying to find all these outward things, and God says, listen, I'm trying to work in you. So there's this embracing of Jesus' lordship that's really key. Number two is another foundational revelation that I believe we need to receive is that of the Holy Spirit and being baptized in the Spirit. Acts chapter 2 talks about this when the Holy Spirit came, and they were filled with the Spirit. Further on in the Scriptures, it tells us to be being filled with the Holy Spirit. There's an ongoing encounter and revelation that God wants us to have with the Holy Spirit. And so, obviously, receiving Jesus as Savior and Lord is massive, it's huge, it's important. I think a lot of us get that. Uh, encountering the Holy Spirit, being baptized in the Spirit is massive and huge and important, and I think a lot of us get that. What I've found, though, is that not as many people have a revelation or understanding of the importance of, you know, it's the Trinity, right? God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. So God the Son, yes, the Lordship of Jesus in my life and in being my Savior. God the Spirit, yes, being filled with the Spirit. But what about God the Father? Right, it's interesting. Of all the ways he could choose to reveal himself, the primary way in the New Testament that God reveals himself to us is as Father. 
And even when we talk about the Trinity, there's God the Father, the Son, and the Spirit. Even the fact that Jesus talks so much about being the Son, part of that was because he was speaking, his primary way of relating to God was as Father. Right? So, so catch me, there's, there's this revelation of God as our Father. It's encountering his heart, and it's receiving a revelation of his unconditional love for us. Now, guys, this is huge. It is massive. And when we have that in place, it brings a stability to us. It brings a strength to us. There's so much that it just builds into you when you have that revelation of God as your father. But when you're trying to walk this walk as a believer and you do not have a revelation of God as father, or, or let's break that down even a little further, you have a real kind of, a weird revelation, like, it, not a word revelation, it's the wrong way to say it, but you've got a wrong view of God and who he is. It causes so many underlying problems and issues. So what we need to press in and continue to grow in is this revelation of God as Father. Let me show it to you in a, a passage here. If you go to Matthew 3.17, and Matthew 3.17, this is when Jesus, if you'll remember, was baptized by John the Baptist. He came up, and the Bible says the Holy Spirit ascended on him like a dove. So here's the Son. He's been baptized. The Holy Spirit descends on him as a dove. And then we see, interesting, notice the, notice the picture here. I mean, I'm just seeing it as I'm sharing with you. Baptism is a type or pattern of being born again, right? So the Son is setting the standard here. He is going to be baptized, which becomes symbolic of that. The Spirit descends on him. But then here's what happens in verse 17. And it says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. I love the New Living Translation, which says this. A voice from heaven said, This is my dearly loved Son, who brings me great joy. Now, guys, when we read in the Scriptures, this really was the beginning of Jesus' public ministry. He was getting ready to move into ministry, so he went to be baptized by John. John didn't want to do it. He said, listen, you're, you're the Son of God. You're the Lamb of God who's going to take away the sins of the world. You should be baptizing me. But Jesus said, no, we need to do it because it's proper. And then Jesus went out into the wilderness. He was led by the Spirit for 40 days of testing and preparation for him. And then he came back in the power of the Spirit. But it's interesting because at this moment when he was baptized, this was like, this was like the, the door was opening. He was stepping out. He'd been preparing for 30 years, and he was getting ready to move into everything that he needed to move into. And over this, the Father, it, just catch this with me. There's so many things that God could have said over him. There's so many things that God could have declared over him in this moment. He could have said, this is the Savior of the world. Believe him. He could have said, uh, you know, this is the, the Lamb of God. Trust in him. I mean, just go through all the options of what he could have said. And yet the Father chose to speak audibly, which we don't see even happening that often in Jesus' ministry. He said, this is my, go new living, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. See, remember, so much of what Jesus lived out was not just for him, but it was also as a pattern and to release revelation for us. And so I believe there was something very significant for Jesus in that moment to have his father declare that publicly over him. I also believe that there was a pattern that was being established and there was revelation being released on what is the foundation that we need to build on. Can I suggest to you today that the foundation of Jesus' ministry after he was born again, obviously for 30 years he was preparing, but as he launched out, the foundation, even before he went into the wilderness, 
Right? See, guys, sometimes the reason some of us struggle in the wilderness is because we've missed the revelation of God the Father who loves us. See, when you have that revelation of God the Father who loves you, who is well pleased with you, you can handle any wilderness. You can stand up to any level of temptation that comes against you. But when you don't have a right revelation of God as Father, the wilderness tends to wear you out. And temptation tends to take you out because the foundation is in knowing the Father and his love for you. That becomes the foundation for everything else. And so in the same way, there was a pattern that Jesus was establishing here where it was this pattern and God was establishing it publicly for all of us. The foundational revelation is be born again, receive this revelation of the Father's love and grow in it and then you'll be ready for wilderness, ministry, temptation, whatever comes in this life, you have a firm foundation. Why? Because you are rooted and grounded in the love of the Father, right? But so often we don't have this real revelation in us. And so all these things wear us down and take us out. And guys, I can tell you from years now, 20 plus years of pastoral experience, so many times when I have ministered to, walked with people, kind of worked through situations where there was a wearing out in the wilderness or there was being taken out by temptation or all these different things, you dial back, you dig back far enough, you realize there wasn't a revelation of just God and his love. And this this abiding revelation of walking with your father. Right? I'm getting off script a little bit here, but I remember one of my encounters with, I mean, one of the encounters that were very meaningful for me for God was I was in, uh, in Colombia and I was visiting uh, Mission Charismatic International. It was a big church. It was the middle of revival. It's a whole long story around that. But I remember I just had this moment with God where I was in this stadium. They had this stadium in the city and they filled it several times each weekend with just their youth group. I mean, just the young people would do a couple services. And I remember there has hit this moment of high praise. And I'm down on the floor level because I'm in the international group. And everyone just started jumping and dancing and worshiping God. Literally, the entire stadium was almost shaking. And I remember I was just this moment. I was so caught up with God. I was so caught up in this moment. And part was I was desiring this for our nation. I was desiring this. I was feeling the call from God to to go after revival and to go after what God wanted to do. But in that same moment where I was feeling the height of this call, I was also feeling very weak and very inadequate and very like, who am I? I don't even know how to do this. How could I even believe for this? And so in the middle of this kind of sensing this call, but also sensing this inadequacy, I felt the Lord so strong in my heart. He said, look, he just said this. He said, reach up and take my hand. And so literally in the middle of that situation, I remember I had tears streaming down my face, but I just, I, kind of a prophetic act, I reached up like I was holding his hand and I took his hand and I heard him say to me, this is how we're going to do it. And it was like this picture, it actually connects with me for one of my favorite pictures of me and my son is when my son's about two years old and someone just snapped it at a barbecue. And, and the shot doesn't even show my head. It shows him. He's holding my hand and he's looking up and I'm there. I'm busy doing something else. But it's like this prophetic picture for me where that's how I'm going I'm, to, I'm, I don't have the strength or the ability or the understanding. I mean, even in myself, what, what would I do to see this kind of thing happen? But if I just stay connected to my father, 
I just stay in relationship. I keep holding his hand. I never get to the place where I think I know enough and I can let go, or I got this covered, Lord. I'll take care of this. No, I always stay in that place of dependency. I always stay in that place of connection with him. I always stay in that place with him. I know that wherever we need to go, whatever happens, whatever goes on in the world around me, I'm holding my father's hand. He knows how to get through this, and he is going to get me through this. And I just feel a prophetic moment on this right now, guys. And there's just that picture's a word for some of you. Hold your father's hand. Your father is right there with you. He's right there for you. You are not alone. You are not forgotten. You are not forsaken. Even with everything that's going on around you, and maybe there's some battles and some challenges, just reach up and hold his hand. Just reach up and say, Daddy God, get me through this. Abba, Father. It's saying you're here with me. He is right there. Right, someone says, oh, I just feel so far from God. The only way we could be far from God, well, number one, it's impossible because he's everywhere. But the only way we could be far from God is if we chose it because he never leaves us, he never forsakes us. But today you can just come running back to the Father. Get a hold of his hand. That's what this is all about. So Jesus, before he started his ministry, before he went into the wilderness, before he faced down the temptation of the devil, he had that fresh revelation that his Father loves him. And it's interesting because this was before he did anything, right? This was before he accomplished anything, quote unquote. Father God didn't love him because he worked all these miracles. Father God didn't love him because he preached all these messages. Father God didn't love him because he did all this stuff. Up till this point, in the eyes of how much, how big's your church? How much ministry have you accomplished? What have you, Jesus had done nothing, except he really hadn't done nothing. He'd done so much, but it was in relationship and it was in heart work and it was in preparation. See, some of you today, oh man, I just feel in a flow on this today. Some of you right now have been discouraged and frustrated because you're saying, I, I, I haven't accomplished so much. I haven't done so much, but the Father God wants you to listen, just dive deep in him because together with him, you can accomplish more in three years than you by yourself could accomplish in 30 years. So grab onto his hand, hold on to him, let go. You know, it's interesting, if we continue in Matthew, we go to Matthew 17, verse 5. This is now at the end of Jesus' ministry. It's just before he's going to go to Jerusalem, just before he goes to the cross. He goes up a mountain with his disciples. And what happens is what the scriptures call the transfiguration. He is shown in his glorified state. Uh, you know, Moses and, uh, oh, who was it? Moses and Elijah. I know my Bible, trust me. Moses and Elijah, they show up there with him and all that. And then there's, there's a lot that happens there, but watch 17 verse 5. And he was still speaking when he behold a bright cloud overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Now would you, but I'm like God, you know, just in my natural self. There's two instances here right now where you spoke audibly and you said the same thing. Right? You think maybe, at least, okay, round one, yeah, okay, it's my beloved son, he brings me great joy. But round two, he says the exact same thing. Why, guys? Because I believe he's showing us something here. We need to start with the Father and his love. We need to end with the Father and his love. Right? Right at the beginning of his ministry, Jesus is affirmed in sonship. He's affirmed in the Father's love for him. And now at the end, right before he's about to finish this journey, he's about to go to the cross. He is about to end up in the place where he would cry out, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? The Father yet still affirms him with the exact same thing. This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. And then he adds a little extra part. He says, listen to him. 
right? So I want to encourage you today. I, I, I just, I feel on that. Guys, listen to him. Listen to him today. See, so often we run into tro- trouble in our walk with God because we're living off what other people have told us and not what we've heard from the Father. Now, I'm not against hearing from others. That's part of being in the body. And there's certain things, because some people are like, well, I don't need to listen to man. I'm just going to listen to God. It's like, listen, no, you're part of a body, and there's certain things God will only speak to you through somebody else because he's trying to connect you into his body. On the flip side, though, even in the midst of someone speaking to you, I'm always listening. Even when someone else is the mouthpiece, what is God saying to them through me? My, I'm listening for the voice of my Father. Right? I'm, I'm listening for my Father's voice. I'm listening for him. What's he saying to me? When you know what the Father says to you about something, you, you, there's a foundation in you that cannot be shaken. But when you don't know what your Father said, right? Like, it, it's good to listen to your pastor, but if you only know what your pastor said and not what your Father said, you're not going to have that foundation. Right? It's, it's great to have parents who are godly and speak in your life, but if, if your foundation is what they say about Jesus and not what you've heard the Father say, your foundation is going to be shaking. Guys, we could go on over it, but it's hearing the Father's voice. It's hearing what the Father says to us. I mean, just another story of this. This is actually not mine. It's my brother's, but I know he wouldn't mind me relating it. I hope I get it right because he always corrects me on my stories if I get it wrong and I miss a detail. Joel's like, well, Brent, that's not exactly what happened. So, Joel, I'm doing my best with it. But watch this. I remember my, well, growing up, we both would play uh, competitive sports. And, uh, you know, my, my brother was particularly outstanding. Uh, yeah, I've told you some of my stories. I had my challenges. There was some different things there. He played at like a top, top level for several years, especially in soccer. And I remember there was this story that he would relate to me and my dad, where my dad, both my parents were great fans. Uh, They were very different though. My mom would always get so nervous during our games and she would just like pray in tongues on the sideline because she'd just be so nervous. You know, she just has that mother's heart. She wants to get hurt. She wants to lose. She was really nervous. So she'd just be over there praying in the spirit. I mean, we're, we're, we're one of those families, you know. Other kids' parents are watching. My mom's there praying in tongues and praying in the spirit. Of the yeah. And then my father, especially in the soccer games, well, if you know my dad, he's super competitive. And, and, and he always would encourage us in like doing our best and giving our all. So he wouldn't sit on the sidelines. He'd go over to the far side and he'd march up and down the sidelines cheering us on. You know, so, you know, like the crazy parent who's running up and down the sidelines? That's my dad. I, I did get a little bit of it uh, when it comes to my son in basketball, but that's another story. So, so there's this time, though, where Joel's playing. I think they're in a championship game and, and it's a real tight game against a real tough team and he's feeling a lot of pressure. Uh, and he had a conversation with my dad at halftime and it centered something around, you know, is it okay? He's feeling the pressure of losing and and, and, you know, is it okay to lose? And my dad's like, well, it's, yeah, it's okay to lose, but no, no, don't quit. Give your all. And, and one thing he said to him, this is the part I really remember that I think will tie into this, was he said to him, he said, son, just listen for my voice. Just listen for me. Listen for me. And, and, and there was a point near the end of the game where my dad had noticed that when, uh, when the, the other team's goalie would do a goal kick, or maybe it was a kid. I don't know if it was a defender or a goalie. Whatever it was. Uh, work with me on it. He'd do a kick, and every once in a while, he'd mishit it, and the ball wouldn't go very far. So he's watching near the end of the game. It's real tight. I think it's tied. And, and Joel's playing one of the forward positions. And, and the kid goes, and, and my dad gets this sense. You know, he's just watching. He's like, 
Okay, so, so he says, Joel, go, right? Joel, go from the sidelines. So all the noise, everything's going on. Joel hears his father, goes, Joel goes. The kid messes up the kick and Joel's three steps ahead of everybody. He gets the ball, he scores the goal, his team wins the game. So here's, here's the point I want you to get with this. Listen for your father's voice. In the middle of the pressure, in the middle of the challenges, in the middle of this, all that's going on around you, just listen for your father's voice because your father's voice, our father's voice, will cut through all the static. It'll cut through all the challenges. But so often we are living our life without knowing what our Father has said about us and what our Father is saying to us. And that's why we're struggling. That's why we're floundering. But today, guys, in this moment and today in this series, I really believe that God the Father is saying, listen, I want you to hear my voice in a fresh way. I want to hear you, me speak over you. Stop trying to face deserts and stop trying to face trials in your own strength. Go in the strength that comes from hearing my voice and knowing what I've said to you. And even beyond that, it was not just that Jesus heard the voice, but what did he hear his father say? This is my son. I love him. He brings me great joy. And I want to encourage you, and I'm going to pray this over each one of a second, because that's the same thing God wants us to hear him say over our lives. Now, some of you might be wondering, what, what do you mean hear him? Like, am I expecting a big, booming voice? And what should I be looking for? There's so many ways it can come. Sometimes it can come in a big, powerful, emotional experience. Other times, it comes just as that still, small voice, that whisper. Like Elijah, when he was running from Jezebel, and he ended up at the mountain, and there was, there was this great windstorm, but it says God wasn't in the wind. And then there was a great landslide, but it says God wasn't in the landslide. And then it said there was you know, thunder and lightning, but God wasn't in the thunder and lightning. And then he heard a still, small voice. He said, Elijah, what are you doing here? Right, so often we're looking for the thunder and the lightning and the landslides and the windstorms and God is coming in that still small voice. But here's what that still small voice says and here's what that still small voice wants to burn into your heart and your spirit today. I love you. You are my son or my daughter and you bring me joy. Yeah, but God, I, I make so many mistakes. I love you. You're my son. You're my daughter. You bring me great joy. Yeah, but God, I was terrible at my devotions this week, and I, I, I messed up in sin this week, or I'm just, I, I'm struggling so much in what's going on, right? I love you. You are my son or my daughter. You bring me great joy. Guys, God's love for us is not based on what we've done or what we haven't done and his relation to us as a father and son. And you know what? You bring him joy. We bring him joy. And the more we get that, the stronger we are in the wilderness. The more we get that, the stronger we are to stare down temptations and to say it is written why? Because it is written. Notice the connect here, guys. It is written. He's, this is what my father said. 
Right? This is a, he was empowered to say what his father said because he was working off the foundational revelation. That's why. But he said, Satan says, you know, cast these stones and make, or take these stones, turn them into bread. It is written. In other words, Jesus could say, well, my dad says, right? My father says, you will always defeat the enemy at whatever level he comes against you when you know what your father said and you stand on that. But if you don't know that what your father said, or if you don't have the right revelation of Father God, there is so much more where you're trying to do it in your own strength instead of understanding that you are in his strength. Our father says to us today, you are my son or daughter. You are my son. You're my daughter. I love you. You bring me great joy. Guys, I know it's, it's, it's been a lot for many of us over the last 15 months. I mean, you know, there's always someone who's experienced more. There's always somebody who's experienced less. But just where you are right now, I know, I know for so many of us, and, 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 and you've done so well, right? You've pushed through on so many levels. You stayed connected. You're still here. You haven't thrown in the towel but you know what? Maybe you're in that place today and your, your shield is real weak and you're, you're, you're barely able to hold on to that sword and, and, and who knows what's been going on in the scenes and going on for you. But I just feel in this time, God the Father wants you to know I love you. Not because you're perfect, not because you do your devotions all the time and you get this perfect and that perfect. and you just No, he just loves you. He wants you to know that he loves you. Even when you're at your lowest he loves you. Even when you, in the middle of struggles, he loves you. And he wants you to know that you're his son or your da- his daughter. He wants you to know him as father. He wants you to know him as Abba. I mean, I, I got rolling here. I never even got into Romans where it talks about Abba. But we'll probably get there next week. It's there, trust me. He wants you to know him as Abba. And when we know him as Abba, and the more we grow in knowing him as Abba, the more we're ready to face whatever comes, whatever's going on around us because we got his hand. Will you take his hand today in a fresh way? Will you join me in going on this journey of walking in this revelation of God as Abba, Father? You know, Ephesians 3.17 says this. I'll read it from the New Living. and We're going to close with this. It says, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. What are you rooted in today? What are you grounded in? So it says in the English Standard Version, it says rooted and grounded in love. What are, what are your roots drawing life from today? Because what God wants us to do is he wants it to be in his love. He wants it to be... Uh, in him as our Father who loves us. And so can I pray for you for a moment today? Can we just pray and seal this word? Again, I want to encourage you, just put yourself in a position to receive. I, I believe, I, I have a sense, just even as I'm doing this right now, the Holy Spirit has been moving very significantly on, on many who are watching this.
Maybe some of you have been, there's been tears. For others, you've just had a real sense of his presence. Now, maybe you're watching it. You haven't had any tears. You're not feeling anything. The kids are making noise in the background. You know what? You can still receive a revelation of his love too, wherever you're at. But, but you do it by faith. You don't do it by feelings. You do it by faith. But wherever you are, put yourself in a position to receive a faith. And I'm going to pray, not just in this moment, but even this week, that Father God's going to meet with you in a special way. But here's what you and I need to do. We need to give room for that to happen. Right? We can get so busy that there's no space and time. Just make some space, make some time for Father God this week and watch what he does. So let's pray. Abba Father, we come before you right now. And even as we're here today, I, there was just such, Lord, I'm thankful. There was such a powerful anointing of the Holy Spirit that even just began to flow as we talked about our Heavenly Father and we talked about His love. So I pray really simply today, impact us in a fresh way with your love. Overwhelm us in a new way with your love. I thank you for every person watching, every person listening, every person under the sound of my voice, that over these next several weeks, we will grow in our revelation of Abba, Father God. That we'll hear your voice so clearly. That we'll hear that we are your child. That you love us. And that we bring you great joy. So we thank you for this. Lord. Come on, just take a moment right now where you are. Lord, I thank you for that overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love. Even as Corey Asbury wrote, that chases us down, fights till we're found, leaves the 99. Touch us in a fresh way today with your love. And I pray even this week as we give time and space for your spirit and your presence that you will move mightily and powerfully in Jesus' name. Never an agreed said, amen. Amen, amen. All right, well, before I go, I want to make sure I give one last opportunity. Because there might be some people watching today and you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You've never met Father God. The Bible teaches us that God loves us with an everlasting love, but we've been separated from that love because of sin. We've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's standard. And because of sin, every single one of us deserves judgment. I'm not pointing the finger at you. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about all of us. We all deserved eternal judgment. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish or be judged, but will have everlasting life. John 3, 16, verse 17 says, For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world, or that the world might be saved through him. God doesn't want us judged or condemned. He wants us to be saved. That's why Jesus came, he died, and he rose again. But here's the deal. It's a gift we have to choose to receive. It. God's not going to force it on us. He still gives us a choice. And if you're watching today and you realize, I need to make a choice for Jesus. I need to make a choice for salvation. I need to turn my back on sin and commit my life to him. Do it today. The Father wants to welcome you home. And so if that's you today, I want to invite you just wherever you are, pray this prayer with me. Say, Jesus... Thank you for your love for me. Thank you that you came for me. Thank you that you died. 
Thank you that you rose again. Today I turn my back on sin and I commit my life to you. Fill me. Free me. Forgive me. I want to follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now here's what I want to encourage you. The Bible says, all who call on the name of the Lord will be saved. If you prayed that prayer from a true heart today, you have now become right with God. Now there's this whole journey he wants to take you on, and we would love to be part of that journey if you'd allow us. Could you just click on the button, let us know you prayed a prayer, email us, contact us, speak with a friend who sent you this, this message, whatever it is, let us know, let somebody know you made this decision. We want to get you a Bible, we want to pray with you. We want to stand with you. And so if you'd give us the honor of doing that, we would be so, so thankful. So praise God though. Thank you to all of you who prayed with me there. And thank you to all of you who tuned in for this message. I really want to encourage you. Let's dive into this. We're going to go into it some more in connections this week. And next week, I'm going to be back more. And we're going to be talking about having a spirit of being sons and daughters of God. We're not orphans, but we are sons and daughters. And we're going to talk a little bit more of what that means, what that looks like. So God bless you. Love you. Have a great week.